Welcome to the Rush Hour. Your daily dose of pop culture and entertainment news for your Rush Hour ride. Work sucks, but your commute doesn't have to. Buckle up and enjoy the drive with your host, stand-up comedian and power recapper, Dave Neal. All right, everybody. How's it going out there? It's Dave Neal, and this is a Tuesday morning, December 12th, 12-12-23. Oh, boy, inching our way closer to Christmas. We had a blast last night on the toy drive. Thank you, everyone who helped and donated. There's a link in the comment section below to those who want to still donate to our single moms and dads in need. If you want to do good for those in our community, please help out. Link in the description below. Lots of things to get into. Oh, it's a bloody week after Bachelor in Paradise. All three couples that made it out of the show are no longer. We've got Petty inside fighting, cross-shouting, and so much more to get into. Where to begin? I mean, literally, where do we even begin here? Somehow, Olivia is in the fray. She uh, actually didn't end up with a couple. Uh, As far as we know, there might be a story that hasn't been launched yet, Uh, but she exposes Kat Izzo's private DMs. I'm going to share that. This is for sure going to be content we'll be making today. We've got that along with John Henry and Kat Izzo officially announcing their breakup. We had this yesterday. This kind of came out late breaking news. And then after this breakup, we then had the other of the three breakups was officially announced, which was Aaron posting on his Instagram story that he was no longer with Eliza, whereas Eliza is in Greece. So if you don't follow Bachelor content, we'll have some non-Bachelor news for you. We will get to that. But first, I mean, where do we begin with all of these breakups? Uh, it is, uh, I guess they win, a, win an award, right? If all three couples don't make it out, do they win? like a cruise here's what aaron had to say after getting engaged to eliza he said this today or yesterday on his instagram i want to thank our family friends and bachelor nation for all their support not just through the paradise journey but after as well tricky emotions watching it all unfold but unfortunately me and eliza's love story has come to an end we're leading our amicable split with nothing but positivity and mutual respect for one another Thank you all. And Eliza, as far as I know, I'm going to go to her Instagram to see if there's any last minute updates. But as far as I know, she hasn't even commented on it. That's right. Her last post was yesterday where she posted that she was traveling through Greece. So maybe she's having her eat, pray, love moment. So we had that breakup. Of course, we already covered... Um, uh, one of the breakups there, which was Avon and Kylie, that being, of course, they didn't end up engaged, but they left together. And then Kylie said that he cheated on her with multiple people. Can't do that. Not in a healthy relationship, at least. And then, of course, we had Kat Izzo announcing that her relationship had ended. So for Kat Izzo, I mean, is it worth even discussing here? Um, you know, her and John Henry... I, I mean, I look, I was holding out hope. I don't know. Um, I, I want, I, you know, when people go through hell and back on the show, I want to see something good come out of it. I mean, come on. Kat Izzo, at the very least, got to 100,000 followers, which, even though it might not sound like much, is, uh, you know, pretty, pretty okay, considering, you know, followers are down amongst all. Here's what John Henry and Kat Izzo had to say. With mutual love and respect, Kat and I have recently decided to part ways. Our relationship has been filled with wonderful memories and growth, something we 
we look forward to sharing with you. While our paths are taking different directions due to our career goals not aligning, we are grateful for the love and support we've received from our family, friends, and Bachelor Nation. While this decision wasn't easy, we believe it's the right step for both of us as individuals. As we navigate this transition, we ask for your continued support and respect for our privacy. So that dropped, right? Three breakups in a row drop, and then now uh, Olivia is dropping some massive tea. So I don't even know how to begin sharing this. Uh, Basically, it's a screen grab on Olivia's Instagram account, which... Uh, was her responding to Cat Izzo? I guess Cat Izzo sent her a message and then unsent it, and then and then Liv said this to Cat Izzo: "I see you unsent your message, but I still got it. Just want to be clear. Contrary to what you and whatever other trolls believe, I've been reposting Bachelor stuff every day, and I just came across this TikTok. Has nothing to do with you, being that it's a mashup of me. Isn't directed at you or your breakup post. Not sure how anyone can conclude that." Please stop trying to start stuff because I promise you don't want to go down that road with me. And then Kat's response was, and I'm just, I'm so sorry I'm even reporting this. Kat's response was, stop trying to start stuff, question mark. I haven't said a word to you, LOL. You have capitalized on the hate towards me from the beginning. I think it would make sense that I would also assume you're posting a TikTok the day I announced my breakup. I honestly feel sorry for how much hate you hold in your heart, and I wish you nothing but the best. Then live commented this on her Instagram story. Since some of y'all seem to live in the land of the Delulu, right with her, let me be abundantly clear. The TikTok mashup of me has nothing to do with Catherine and John Henry's breakup post. I'm not sure how it could be, but it doesn't. Furthermore, oh, you never want to hear that in an Instagram fight. Furthermore, if you have something to say, don't unsend it. Stand on it and say it with your chest. If I had something to say, I'd say it. I would never try to make fun of or capitalize off of someone's failed engagement or pain. I don't have hate in my heart or whatever nonsense this girl tries to protect project on me. I don't concern myself with the business of those who don't run in my circle. Happy holidays, everyone. All right, guys, look, that's a, that's a mouthful, but that's all the drama from Bachelor in Paradise. A show that didn't deliver much drama for a couple months is now spilling onto the streets. An absolute melee out there. So we'll have to see if there's any response from Kat. I'm not sure if we're going to get one. She said this on her Instagram stories thereafter. I want to remind everyone that we are trying to enter a place of healing. Please try to remember this before you pass on hateful or hurtful comments. Look, you know, there's pretty much most people when I say this, they kind of say, well, cat asked for it. She was this, she was that. And it's like, oh boy. Oh man, maybe maybe I'm done just trying to have peace out here. You know, I'm I'm singing peace on earth and mercy, and you're all like, "Oh, get cat!" And I'm like, "Okay, all right." Cat's got nine lives. Hopefully, she can uh, handle all the hate out there. And I'd like to see a redemption story for Cat and Liv and everyone else. I'd like to know more about why her and John Henry didn't work out. I think they were together for a good bit during this hiatus here from filming. You know, sometimes I wonder if they. If they didn't have to keep their relationship quiet, would they have a better chance of working out? You know, they're sneaking around. They're trying to, like, hide where they're going, and they don't get a chance to launch their relationship in a normal way. I don't know. Maybe, uh, you know, and also, you know, maybe it just wasn't meant to be. You know, they meet on a beach. They're two good-looking people there, John and Kat. And once they get into the real world, they uh, find out their priorities just aren't lined. 
All right. Speaking of not lining up on priorities, um, I don't know why anyone would do this, but we're going to talk about Amanda Bynes' surgery on her eyelids. Now, look, I'm not here to shame anybody. It just sounds painful. That's all. Not a, not, not a plastic surgery dig. Just uh, my eyes literally twitch when I think about it. I'll have this story for you and so much more coming up right after the break. Amanda Bynes had plastic surgery on her eyelids, uh, which is interesting. I've heard a lot of people getting this. It uh, It's a plastic surgery that removes, I guess, the wrinkle uh, on the side of your eyes. It's called blepharoplasty. I'm probably butchering that. It removes the skin folds around the corner of your eyes. I mean, look, whatever, whatever makes you happy, right? Here's what she had to say on TikTok. So I saw a couple of stories online that say I have a new look and I was never open about this before, but I actually had blepharoplasty surgery on the skin folds in the corners of my eyes. So I don't have those skin folds anymore. Um, It was one of the best things I could have ever done for my self-confidence and it made me feel a lot better in my skin. So I just wanted to post about that just to clear up that rumor. Um, As to why I have a new look, um, I feel a lot better now about myself, and I'm so glad I had the blepharoplasty surgery. It was one of the greatest things I could have ever done. Wow, look at that. One of the greatest things she could have ever done. Hey, look, I'm not I'm not here to shame Amanda Bynes. I'm a big supporter of people finding their happiness and all that. As we know, Amanda Bynes has had a hell of a journey in life with mental health issues. I think she was like found naked in downtown LA and you know, just had has had some episodes. I, I no trust trust me guys, nobody's got more sort of empathy for the mental health struggles out there. We I I wish we had more help for people and and it looks like maybe she is doing well now. You know, it's kind of one of those things like you just never know. But hopefully she's got a good support system. Another wild news over the weekend. Cecily Strong was making a guest appearance on Saturday Night Live and pulled out of a skit last minute. Uncomfortable with the genocide of Jews skit. Back to last minute. Uh, she did not feel comfortable playing rep Elise Stefanik in the SNL sketch about the genocide of Jews hearing in Congress and ended up bowing out right before the show started. Now, look, I can tell you this with a little bit. Of I'm cracking up a Diet Coke here. I can tell you this with a little bit of knowledge on how it works behind the scenes. I've done background on the show, like you know, extra work, and they will literally. I remember, um, I remember uh, a day I was doing background there when Pete Davidson. It was his first episode, and there was supposed he was supposed to be in a sketch, and they cut him out in the commercial break before the sketch, and in, in, like, and, and it was probably not for any like political reasons or personal reasons like this one is, uh, but he was cut out from a sketch, and it during the commercial. Break. During the three minutes between sketches, you could see the cue card guy showing, uh, like whoever they chose, Alex Moffat or whoever it was, I don't remember at the time, they showed the cast member the lines that they had to read because, you know, they read them off of cue cards. A lot of people just don't realize how um, how last minute the show is run. You know, a lot of times they'll shoot the uh, dress rehearsal live with an audience, you know, say at 9 p.m. And then by the time they shoot the live version, they'll change the lines, they'll, they'll cut characters. And she was just like, you know what? I don't want to be a part of this. Instead, Cecily making her first SNL appearance since December 22 when she left the NBC show after 11 seasons. She was then replaced on air by Chloe Trost. The report cited sources claiming that
the writing of Saturday's cold open sketch was slightly rushed and that Cecily backed out for a variety of reasons. It's unclear if her issue was the bit's obvious political slant in mocking a staunch Donald Trump supporter, namely Rep. Stefanik, or its lack of humor. Keenan Thompson really had the only decent, decent laughs in the skit. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's one thing to be a stand-up comedian and have a bit bomb that you're used to doing privately, but imagine agreeing to play a character, then you do the dress rehearsal and you realize the writing on it sucks and you're like, no, I don't want to be attached to this bomb. No, thank you. And speaking of other people who don't want to be attached to a bomb, Avon Jones of Bachelor in Paradise has deleted or at least deactivated his Instagram and his Twitter following uh, his ex, Kylie, uh, calling him out for the multiple, uh, what do you call them? Multiple infidelities, right? Is that the term? Multiple infidelities sounds like a ska band. Coming up next, it's multiple infidelities. Well, here's Olivia Rodrigo on The Tonight Show explaining what it was like to write her first Christmas song at five years old. Have a listen. There's a thing that said that you once wrote an original Christmas song when you were yeah, five. Yeah. Do you remember doing this? Start him young. I don't even remember. No, <laughs> I don't. But yeah, I know, I know what you're talking about. It was called like the bells or something oh, like that. Yeah. The album cover is online. And oh, I was like, look at, the, look this at is, that. Yeah. B-E-L-S. Close. <laughs> Very close. Yeah. You know, I couldn't write, but it didn't, didn't stop me from writing a song. Yeah, no. Yeah. I like the bells with one L. Why <laughs> yeah, not? Yeah. So I wish we had it, but uh, actually we do. Oh. Uh, we found a copy of it, and thanks, Mom. Here's the original song, The Bells. Oh, man. A snippet from five-year-old Olivia Rodriguez. Man, man. Five years old. Thanks. There's a thing that. All right, there it is. Ho, ho, ho. The bells. A pretty good one, right? All right. And from the bells to a bell of the ball, uh, we've got Rachel Recchia on the Almost Famous podcast. Here's a clip of her talking to Ashley I. I'm actually going to share two different clips from their Instagram Almost underscore Famous podcast. I'm going to give this and then an update on my chat last night with Law Talk with Mike. I'll have that update for you right after this. We have really great girl chats and we're together. We're giddy right now because we're in <laughs> we're in the Bachelor Mansion like main closet and it is just got so many feelings for us. Like every single room in this house brings back so many feelings and I'm obsessed with nostalgia and I'm obsessed with just like feeling. <laughs> Me and Ashley are Pisces. Yes, that's what it is. I feel like when you think about the two Pisces women in Bachelor Nation, 100% it's me us. and Ashley. Yeah. Let me just ask you guys this. When, okay, this is, I was going to say when women talk about astrology, let's change that. When Rachel talks, I don't want to generalize, uh, when Rachel talks about astrology, it, it takes her voice to another octave level. And I don't know if it's uh, coming through to your speaker system, but I might have to replace my headphones. So of course we're walking around upstairs going, Oh my God. Yeah. And we showered in yeah. the shower yeah. and like, we are like tearing up about it. Yeah. We have really. All right. And then there's one more clip they wanted to share about um, uh, whether or not maybe a relationship spilled out from Bachelor in Paradise. Why was it that Jill Chen, our good friend, our, queen. Our, our, our shared friend, she told me in the summer, I'm not sure if it was after, I thought it was after Paradise Wrapped. She was like, she left with Brayden. Like, 
Is there more there? And by the way, on this clip, Jill Chin actually left a comment in all caps saying, accusations, false accusations. Oh my God, there is more. Oh my gosh. Because <laughs> she said to me something like, she left with Brayden, but they're like not together now. There's not more. Me and Brayden are not together. Now. But. Whoa. There was a moment post paradise where there was like a maybe. Okay. So you guys have made out post-Paradise, like, off-camera? No. 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 But I did, and this is... I haven't told anyone this. Gave him a I did job. write my number down on a piece of paper uh-huh. and gave it to a producer the night we were both at the airport. Why was it? Wow, look at that. That's uh, Guys, I wasn't prepared with the breaking news button, but this is pretty wild stuff here. Ladies and gentlemen, we have breaking news. Rachel Recchia shot her shot. That's right. She went after all dangly earrings Brayden, but of course he is now with a different blonde, that being of the southern variety. Uh, now, I mean, well, technically I guess Rachel's from farther south in Florida, but now he is with uh, daughter of the Mandrell sisters. It's Christina Mandrell. That's right. Look, okay, I've got a little bit of an update for you regarding some things going on in the legal variety of our content, and I'll have that right after this break. All right, so some of you guys already know this story, and I actually got a review saying, hey, talk less about it because it's been a, you know, kind of a passion piece uh, in the sense that I'm being sued for harassment. But um, the law offices of Law Talk with Mike, a YouTube channel, it's called Law Talk with Mike, picked up on the court case that is surrounding Clayton Eckert. It's the same court case we decided to sort of help fundraise Clayton to get uh, some legal representation for. Uh, he has now found those court videos and what he does is as a lawyer he'll watch them and he'll interject his comments and I don't think he was quite prepared for how crazy this court case is and after watching the initial coverage of Clayton Eckerd v. Jane Doe he received a ton of comments from his audience saying you got to talk to Dave Neal about this he's the one who's been covering it and certainly I got a DM from Law Talk with Mike nice guy out of Chicago and he said hey you want to come on and then I went on that was last week I shared with him every Everything that I know, I made a joke about, uh, you know, uh, certain things, you know, I made try to make light of a situation and, you know, we laugh because we can't cry. You know how it all goes. And then, of course, next day I received uh, information that um, was not, uh, you know, you know, threats of lawsuits and yeah, added litigation and this and that. And we haven't shied away from pursuing the truth here. Uh, but as I said last night with Law Talk with Mike, I talked about Coming to the report that I had that there was little to no fetal fetal DNA uh, in the third test that Jane Doe took. Of course, she was taking these uh, paternity, uh, you know, these DNA tests to find out if Clayton is the father of her unborn twins, right? That's what the test is all about. And, uh, you know... Uh, whatever you want to think about the matter, just following the science on what is being said by the people that uh, administer these tests, a very professional uh, company uh, in a lab, I believe in Maryland or wherever the hell they are, they said, look, I mean, there is little to no fetal DNA. And of course, what that means is there's no baby. That means there's no baby. I mean, they can't test the DNA of the baby if there is none. And that's what it means now. It doesn't mean the babies won't show up and they're hiding behind a bone marrow. It's like, that. that's just what it means. And, um, 
Now, because I haven't retracted my viewpoint and I, because I haven't retracted my story, I'm being sent, uh, you know, daily, uh, twice a day, even three times a day. Uh, maybe not that many. I don't know. I don't read the emails that go directly to my lawyer, and I say summarize it for me, please, because uh, you know it's just it's just messing with my mental health. And all I'm trying to do is tell the truth and report the truth, and you know, share my opinion based on the information that we have. Try to fill in the blanks, but in a way that's not trying to cause any hate towards her, but to just try to get to the truth and. Well, I tell you what, she does not like that, not at all. Uh, but I do want to thank Mike for having me on his channel again last night to watch one of the court cases. Uh, I just do believe that sunlight's the greatest disinfectant, and as uh, I am threatened with these different lawsuits, I think the best and most safest thing for me and my family is to continue to draw as much publicity to the court case. And you know, she might say, "Well, oh, you're just profiting off of it," and it's like, "Well, maybe I'm the first person that she's battling in the court system." that isn't going to have their you know pockets completely drained because of this. A lot of people, I think, just want it to go away. And you know that's the sort of self-serving way to look at it. But if it goes away, will a similar court case pop up again? And when is enough enough? If we see something, say something. If something is wrong, let's fix it. That's my thought about it all. But either way, I want to give a shout out to all of the new people from Law Talk with Mike that might have found me and given me a shot. I really appreciate uh, all of the kind words that have been thrown my way. All right. In other news, Vanderpump, we shared the trailer yesterday of the upcoming season 11. Well, here's Ariana Maddox uh, on Andy Cohen, Watch What Happens Live, sharing about her living arrangements with her current ex-boyfriend and co-owner. So they own a home together, even though he cheated on her. They don't talk to each other, uh, but they, uh, they're kind of at a stalemate, an impasse, as we might say. Ariana, are you you and Tom Sandoval still living in the same house and are you any closer to finding a new living situation? So uh, during the time that I've been on Dancing with the Stars and preparing for it, I, for the most part, have been in an Airbnb and with my dog and my cat and some of my things, but I regularly go back and forth and I'm working on the situation with the ownership of the house um, I would love for that to be resolved quickly. So if Joe Weiner could really get back to my lawyer, that'd be great. <laughs> wow, I'm sure he's watching. Um, is do you guys rent that house? Which one? Mine? Uh, do you does we you own and it. Sandoval you Equally. own it? Right. Yes. Okay, so that's whatever right. happens with it has to be agreed upon between both owners. Got it. Does, Hence Sa the does issue. he want to sell it? Does Sandoval want to sell it? I want to sell it. And does he? He does not. Oh, damn. Well, then will he buy you out of your half? No, listen, I can actually kind of empathize with him here. I'm sure they got in with very good interest rates, and now they're going to have to rebuy a new home with a higher rate. So, I, I mean, look, hey, maybe they could, uh, maybe they could uh, rent it out to somebody, and uh, they could split the... I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, that's a good idea. That's what... Right. Then let's go. Okay. All right. Yeah. When you go home and he's there, do you... Speak at all? No. Not at all. Mm -mm. Wow. Boy, yikes. <laughs> Can you imagine? You're like looking for the remote control. He's just sitting there and you're like, move your legs. Oh, boy. That's a toxic situation. But, you know, they're, they're, they've they made money, but they're not filthy rich where they can just like buy a new home and forget about it. Like they've got a financial commitment to this house. They got to pay the mortgage together. How bizarre. All right. Well, let's wrap things up. I wanted to leave you. We mentioned Saturday Night Live before. Let's leave you with one of the all-time greats. It's Adam Sandler singing the Christmas song. Have a good one, everyone. We'll be back this afternoon with more Bachelor Rush Hour. So many presents. 
name Said I won't be coming By my house this year Cause I tried to drown my sister And I pierced my ear Oh mama made it perfectly clear Santa don't like bad boys Especially Jewish ones Gnipkinop and Lego blocks Are what I desire So why'd I have to set the pizza guy's hair on fire? I told him I was sorry, I'm a liar So no toys for me I don't deserve them I couldn't wait for a big wheel As the holiday neared But then I told my grandma that she had a beard Dear Santa I know what my problem is, why I can't be good. It's a fear of intimacy. You see, my whole life, whenever I've met someone really great like you, and I keep feeling I'm getting too close to them, something inside me makes me want to screw it up. So in a weird way, the reason I'm so bad is because I love you so much, Santa. Rock'em, sock'em, robot is what I was hoping for. But then I made a death threat to Vice President Gore. Oh, Santa won't be knocking on my door, cause she's a big fat whore. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And if you didn't, don't. Join the free Facebook group, Dave Neal's Community. Got cash? Become a premium member at patreon.com slash Dave Neal. Link in the description below. And don't forget to follow Dave on Instagram at dneals for upcoming stand-up shows. See you tomorrow on The Rush.